We're One Direction. Stands. And this is our podcast. instead of hello i know it felt really weird <laughs> i was like sorry. start off with a strange energy man i'm really sorry that i did that Ooh, i'm so sorry we gotta we gotta we gotta re-record okay. we gotta start over. okay you guys ready <laughs> hello hello <laughs> i said hello first and that's wrong too i know oh, okay gosh. you know what it's a cursed energy in it's this a room cursed energy. <laughs> that's there's a tiny know. victorian ghost Listen, child the enemy has come for us <gasps> And who would you say is your greatest enemy? Oh, when I say the enemy, I'm being a Baptist preacher. I know, I know that you are, but who would you say is your greatest you enemy? You know, and I can't say it. Ah, that's true. <laughs> but you're like celebrity enemy. Oh, James Franco. That's what I was, yeah. 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 Yeah, way. actually, maybe more than my real life enemy, who shall remain nameless. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but that's a good enemy. We're just going to keep injecting uh. Emily's enemy, but whew. Yeah, no, listen. Whew. We'd love to keep you on your toes. Yeah. Who could it be? We don't know. But ultimately, Jim Trinko is my enemy. Um, guys, welcome. This is not yeah. a podcast about James Franco. Thank God. Oh my God. Although I probably just, like, would love yeah, yeah, to just like fun. talk shit about James Franco forever. Do you think he listens? He's listening oh right now gosh, and he's like so sad. He's listening. He's like, oh no. He was like, that's that girl who made me the nicest gift basket when I worked on that Robert Duvall movie. <laughs> guys, it's totally fine. I made James Franco a gift basket once and he never said thank you. Do you Fuck remember you, on Mad Men when Peggy says, and you never say thank you, and Don says, that's what the money is for. Ooh. It's like that, but James Franco never gave me any money. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, things were missing in that equation. Anyway, guys, it is a podcast about One Direction. One Direction. That's what we're here for. Have you ever heard of us? Five lads. Just ladded it we're up. We're talking John Lennon, yeah. Aaron Carter, uh-huh. Justin Billy Timberlake. <laughs> Bobby Bob in totally tracks with the theme. So really good job there. And um, Shades. He's their wild card. And, <laughs> and Shades from. Um, You're going to say Shaggy. <laughs> well, I can't think of the movie name anyway, so my bits are already gone. What's the movie? We both love it. That thing you do. Oh. Shades from that thing yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what they call him? Or the husband in, um, in La La Land. Land. Who deserved the greatest career and got not a lot? I think he was like on a TV show on like TNT. For I a was years. mad. Probably his money. I was mad that people were so mad that she ended up with him in La, I, La Land because I was like, you guys, he's the ultimate. I man. truly believe that that ending read differently to people who have seen that thing you do. Yeah, everyone know who That's has it. is like it was a happy ending. Yes, yes. <laughs> Totally. She got the guy from that thing you do. Yeah. Guys, if you haven't seen that thing you do, go watch it right now. Go watch it right now. Stop listening. I think Anyways. we already have your listen on our like yeah. account, so we got what we needed from you. We got it. <laughs> um, anyway, on this podcast, we do talk about One Direction. Every week, we talk about a different song. We're going in order. We are currently 
more than halfway through the third yeah. album, season three, album three, Midnight Memories. After we talk, ooh, ooh. Give me a track stat. I'm looking up a track stat right now. Talk about what else we're going to do while I find the Um, track stat. We're also going to talk about some 1D lore. What have these boys done? They have all been living and breathing (laughs) for quite a few years. They've done a lot of things. Quite a few. Quite a few. Quite a few. Um, I wonder who has the, like, the best resting heart rate in 1D. Probably Harry. You know? Oh, yeah, all that green juice. Anyways, speaking of them living and breathing, um, we're going to talk about things that they've done, and then we're going to talk about what are they up to now. Um, and that's and usually And we will deliver to you good. each of their current resting heart rates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have contacted all of their doctors, broken a lot of laws. <laughs> we um, hacked into their phones uh-huh. on a little health app. Really? Yeah. Fitbits <laughs> or Apple Watches? Well, you know how your phone tracks it was, like, in your pocket? It does? Yeah. <gasps> I didn't know well, that. Well, it your steps, and then I think you can do your oh. heartbeat with it somehow. Oh, I thought you were saying it tracked my heartbeat by it being in my pocket. And I, was I don't like, know. I mean, the seems... government definitely knows your heart rate at all times. I don't know how, but I know. You we guys, are on track 12. I have 12. said it once. <laughs> I will say it again. Yeah. The fact that the government agent tracking my phone and computer isn't in love with me yet is you don't very know that hard. you don't know that he might just be a rule follower or she we're in chart 12 of 18 so we are officially two-thirds of the way through this wow. album oh, wild cool. stuff great work um the track run is something great it's fine something oh wait <laughs> is it too much to ask for something great uh, and Unrequited Love Anthem. Um, unrequited Love Anthem. Fuck, Mary kill. Unrequited Love Anthems. Something Great. Your Type. Um, oh. What's another one? Oh, um, 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 um. I'm on the spot. I feel like I, I would know. know. I mean, there's like Honestly, so many pop songs. the first one that like, popped into my head was Last Christmas, but I know that that's the one you're going to kill. <laughs> What if I unexpectedly fuck last Christmas? Guys, I don't Whoa. like last Christmas. It's not a good Christmas song. I, I am down for modern day Christmas songs existing. That's not a good one. R.I.P. Uh, the guys in that song. George Michael. <laughs> R.I.P. George Michael. Um, I enjoy a lot of your music. I just knocked that microphone to high heaven. Guys, I'm so sorry for the sound that we just came in your ear hole. Professionalism. Um jeez, oh, I'm really fucking this up. <laughs> I just wanted to stop my legs crossed. I just wanted to make myself and small. Stop avoiding the question. Okay. Um, well I would I would obviously kill last Christmas. I would uh fuck this song because it's kind of like fucking Harry Styles and I would marry your type. Because I want to marry Carly Rae. I just don't feel like your type is such a sad energy. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like I would probably kill last Christmas. I think I would fuck your type, even though that's my favorite, of course. Sounds like you're going to like find a man who's my type and fuck him (laughs) for revenge. I am. (laughs) Pure chaos in here. Again, our energy tonight is wild. It's wild. I think I would marry something great just because it's like, it's like boring but wholesome, you know. It is boring but ho- should we get into it? Because that's a great that's a great entry point to the song. I just want to say one final thought. Of course, it's like that tweet where they're talking, or is like that woman who was like really drunk, and she was like telling these girls on like a sidewalk, and she was like, "Always marry the nice guy, marry the nice one, not the hot one." 
like something like that as he was like helping her like into the car or something. Oh wow, so he was like getting an assist from a lady on the street. Like No She was looking out. No, no, no. It was like it was her husband. She was saying this is the nice I'm doing a bad job of the story. So in that case it was maybe like an insult. (laughs) No, she was saying it was a good thing. She was saying Mary. Well, I know, but she was calling her husband ugly. Oh. (laughs) She might not have said not the hot one. I don't know. No, anyway. You should marry the nice guy, and the nice guy is something great. Mm-hmm. And that's the song we're talking about. We don't have a video for it this week. No. Not that I know that sounds ridiculous because I really you only listen. Let's <laughs> not watch. We like to watch we the don't video. Have a video. Uh, so. I guess we never did it live, at least not from what I can find on the internet. Yeah. So, um, from what I remember, I don't think they ever did. That's that. Um, that's we that. could just like play it, but then we decided not to. So, if you want to pause this and go listen to it, you can on the streaming service of your or choice. Don't. We don't be pay our guest. We. Do we? <laughs> do who? Do I? I don't know. Hmm. You guys need some help? Just do kidding. I, I don't have any bills? money. I don't. I barely pay my own bills. Um, I guess I technically pay Mary and I's Hulu bill. That's she true. Also, hey, like, Mary. She also pays some of that too. So I don't really think that's like paying a bill. Yeah, it doesn't then really she count. pays me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's I don't a, pay anyone's it's bills. A split <laughs> situation. Um. So yeah. So but we're not going to listen to it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're not going to. We are going to talk about it. Um, so let's dive in with uh, the writers. So should we start there? Yeah. Okay. So the writers of the song are our baby boy Harry Styles. Yes. Uh, another Harry. one. There's been a lot in this album where Harry. only one boy. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm cutting you off. <laughs> Is it like you've been drinking? I meant from talking, not from alcohol. Yeah. Um. Harry did write it. It's just Harry, no, no other boys, which is always interesting. Not his best, if yeah. you ask me. Yeah. Um, it's lyrically a bit wanting for me. Um, very direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, our other two writers are Jack Knife Lee, all one word. <laughs> well, Jack Knife is all one word. Lee is its own word. Um, so Jack Knife. Jack Knife. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> like once again. Producers, just use your name. Just use your name. It's fine. Please. You don't need to get fancy. Like if, oh, I was gonna be like if even Calvin Harris can use his name, but I think that his, I think that's not his real name. Really? I think that that might be a pseudonym. Wow, interesting. Should we Google it right yeah. now? Yeah, Mid podcast. Yeah. Uh, stall for time. Calvin Harris Burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name is Adam Wiles. What? And he went for Calvin. Like, from Adam Wiles to Calvin Harris, equally boring white dude names. If you're, like... I will say, I had crushes... We had two Adams in my elementary school growing Mm -hmm. up, and I had crushes on The first man, you know? (laughs) It's a strong name. (laughs) I forgot about that. like I've known stronger Adams Um, than Calvin's. I've never known a Calvin, and I hope I never will. I only know Calvin from Calvinism, and then Calvin and Hobbes. (laughs) That's you... The two great Calvins. <laughs> Fuck Mary Kill, Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes, John Calvin, founder of Calvinism, and Calvin Harris. Do it quick because we're already Ooh, running wow. out of time. Okay, this is really hard. Um, Mary Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, good choice. I'm gonna fuck Calvin Harris and kill. That was really easy. Kill the kill John Calvinism. Calvin. Yeah. Why, why? Well, because according to John Calvin, he's definitely going to have it no matter what. So yeah. you can kill him whenever. Yeah, Doesn't fine. matter. He's on the list. Um, that was our theology corner. <laughs> Back to One Direction. And then death. <laughs> the third writer of this song is, real name, 
Gary Lightbody? <laughs> Wait, why do I know that? Is he in Snow Patrol? <laughs> he is the lead singer of Snow Patrol. I love you that right away. <laughs> Just Gary Lightbody. Yeah. You know? What Gary a Lightbody. Lightbody. Gary Lightbody. <laughs> what a name. And he is um not American. You did that. I was gonna be like British, but he might be Australian. He's something like that. Anyway, um, is his real name? Lead singer of Snow Patrol. Um, so here's the deal is what? I saw these names and I saw Gary Lightbody, and instead of going straight <laughs> a banger, which we should acknowledge. Yeah. Um, instead of going straight to Snow Patrol, I was like, Oh, Gary Lightbody from the red duet the last That's time. That's how I know it. I was yeah. like, why do I know that name? Yep. Like so. I recognize that name. I would just like to say, Haler Corner over here. Yeah. Gary Lightbody and Jacques Lee and Taylor Swift were the only writers on The Last Time on Red. Jacques Lee, Gary Lightbody, and uh, Harry Styles uh, were the only writers on this song. What? I feel like it's significant. That does feel significant because this is just like a song about like wanting someone. Mm-hmm. That you- Whoa! Mm-hmm. Also, did a little research on the last time to see what I could figure out because yeah. Swifties tend to know exactly who a song is about. Could not find confirmation of who the last time is about, but her secret message, you know, just the secret messages. Mm-hmm. Her secret mes- message on it was like, LA when you were on break. <gasps> I thought that totally was Harry. I feel like we have stumbled upon a scoop. <laughs> Alert the media! Scoop it up. Scoop it right up. Scoop this. Um, wow. So, anyway, my little healer heart is emotional AF, TBH. Yeah. yeah. Um, in a move that will shock so no one. <laughs> what other ones? AF, TBH. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a disgusting child. <laughs> <laughs> and it moved that will shock no one while I have a lot of emotions about this song's Haler connections everyone else has a lot of emotions about it being about Larry oh, so it's time for our favorite corner Larry's gonna Larry <laughs> <laughs> I just I just pulled one quite long oh god com analysis in this essay I will are you ready <laughs> this song was written by Harry fact he said in interviews that <laughs> Emily White just spilled so much water down her own shirt. Just a regular human gal doing regular human girl things. We're all doing great today. Oh, God, I hit the microphone again. I feel like we should start over, but I'm not going to. I love it. Okay. This song was written by Harry. He has said in interviews that his lyrics are from personal feelings and experiences. Yes, like everyone, but okay. One of the first 1D songs he authored without the other 1D boys, Something Great is clearly written as a plaintive cry. Would like to shout out plaintive cry. Good job. Good good work with that one. To someone Harry has deep feelings for, someone he loves. He is saying to this someone, parentheses, his love, to, quote, come into my world and say it all, and, quote, come on, jump out at me, come on, bring everything. These sentences indicate. Harry is in a different world than his love, whom he is begging to join him. Strange choice Harry of... Wait, no, alien! No, it's about to get so bad. Are you ready? No. These sentences indicate Harry is in a different world than this love, whom he is begging to join him. Strange choice of words for a girl, isn't it? How is, quote, 
his world different from that of a potential girlfriend. Men and women don't exist in different, quote, worlds. Do men and men? What? If they want to be together, they get together. Even if one is famous and one is not. Even if both are famous. Men and women get together all the time. Regardless of their (laughs) circumstances. So argument number one is... This song can't be about a girl because it wouldn't be hard for Harry to date a girl. Yeah, yeah. Now, just like, how can they not so clearly see that it's like him being like this insane superstar? Just like anyone that he would date, it would be it would be difficult world. Yeah, it would be difficult. Even if she was also famous, like they are, like as we saw with Haler, Mm -hmm. they were famous in different ways and different realms, and it stressed them out too much. Okay, next argument is my favorite. Notice the next line, all caps, come on, comma, jump, all caps, out at me, come out. (laughs) Again, a strange choice of words of his love interest is a girl. However, not strange if your love interest is a guy and you want him to come out where you are so you can be together. Hence the next line, is it too much to ask for something great? Would like to say, come on, jump out at me, is a weird fucking thing to say to someone you're in love with regardless of their or your (laughs) It is a crazy lyric. It's like you're playing hide and go seek with like your lover. (laughs) First of all, I hate it. Yeah, no, it doesn't It's sound like fun. that scene in The Holiday where Cameron Diaz and Jude Law are, like, popping out of trees at each other. Oh, yeah. Come on, jump out at me. I do believe <laughs> that Harry just, like, watched that movie and then was like, I know a great song. And just, like, wrote it after watching The to Holiday. To be fair, I'm sure Harry loves The Holiday. Of course he does. The reference to the script being already written, which Emily, why I was like, we're not talking about Larry this episode. She's like, yeah, I know the script, (laughs) which, yeah, of course, they all cling to it. Um, It's the situation Larry is in where they can't be the way they want to. That is out and together. Harry hints at how he would give it all up, rip it all up and start again so they can be together. He realizes all he can do right now to be together is to come into your world and get it right, which like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Oh, well, also to people that always... Uh, tied it to the script, like the concert. That's what I meant. Because wasn't it... Oh. Yeah. I thought you just meant, like, stick to the script, no. like, modest. No. It was like a... Oh, wow. But now I'm forgetting who... Wasn't it Harry and Louis were at yeah. the same concert? Yeah, yeah, no, it was them. Yeah, and it was at the script. And so that's people were like, oh, Larry is real. They talk about a script, and they went to a concert I've got to be perfectly script. honest. I am so, my mind is so addled <laughs> from studying this boy band that I'm like, Harry, you should have fucking known better than to put the word script into a song. Of course everyone was going to say it was about Larry. <laughs> like, I'm like, Harry, why did you say script? Why you did you know? enable them? Yeah. Um, finally we come to the last verse. Strangely, this verse is completely different than the rest of the song. Guys, I'm gonna be honest, though. I don't, I'm not, oh, Larry, I'm not freaking out about it on that level. I do love that, like, closing of just, like, little baby Louis. You're all I want so much, it's hurting. It's so good, and his, like, little whiny pop-punk voice. Yeah, yeah. It says, it's a clear call-out to his love, very emotional in its plaintive longing. Again, oh, well, oh, well now I feel like they're getting a knockdown because they're just reusing it. <laughs> yeah, like, but I like it. When I wrote a story in second grade, and 
<laughs> I talked about how, oh my gosh, I think I said she, uh, like, one of the characters, like, loped into the room, and then I used it, like, again, like, two sentences later. <laughs> That's really good, though. Thank you. I always call my dad out when he's trying to sound smart. He says winsome a lot. Ooh. And I'm like, no one knows what that means. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, Dad, what does winsome mean? And he was like, you know. And I was like, you don't know either. I think you know, you, you so. say, you ever win some games? Nerd, you're a loser. Yeah, no, that was killer. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, I would like to wrap up I this Larry analysis. Me. Now remember, Harry wrote the lyrics to the song. That gives him the power to decide who sings what. This is why all the boys Ooh. started writing more. It gives more say in how much they sing in each song. I don't think that's probably entirely true. No. Uh, but love that this person thinks it is. Mm-hmm. Think about how powerful that is to write a song about your secret relationship with the love of your life who can't or won't join you so you can start building a life together because of outside circumstances to have your love sing that last verse directly to you after you've sung what you've wanted for so long. Again, it's like the Larry thing is psychotic and damaging, yeah. but it's like that is a great love story that doesn't actually exist. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? If this like came from like a novel, it would be my favorite novel. <laughs> Just eat that shit right up. Oh my god. And now if anyone yeah. tried to write it into a novel, they'd be like, this is just Larry Fix. <laughs> Larry's just be like, well, this is just based on truth. They'd be like, Harry Styles secretly wrote this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, God, they would. Yeah. I believe it is no random coincidence that after Harry and Zane sing the last regular chorus, this final verse is sung by Louis in a very wrenching way. He needed that reassurance from Louis, and he got it by writing those words into the last verse of something great. Can you imagine what a psycho Harry would be if he was like, I need to believe that Louis loves me, so I'm going to make him sing these words to me. (laughs) I love you, say back. <laughs> That's a straight-up horror movie. Oh um, my gosh, that is really fucked up. By having Louis sing these words, period, mm. to Harry, period, over Ooh. and over, period, at every concert they did, period. Uh, they, jokes on you, they never sang it live. Um, ending with, hang in there, guys. You've come this far. Don't give up. We'll be there with you when you make it through to something great. Oh Do you think God. she thought they would read it? I think she did. I really think she was she like did. Harry's trolling the song, meaning to be like, oh, finally someone yeah, gets someone it. Someone gets it. Someone understands He's our like, love. There had to be one person, one person who understood the power. And it was Haza, one, two, three, four, five, who was singing what and uh, Louis, forcing Louis to declare his love. Imagine. Um, I'm going to introduce a new corner after okay. Larry's going to Larry, because okay. um, this has also come up enough times that I feel like we have to acknowledge it, and this is It's About the Fans corner. <laughs> oh my god! I want to start off by saying that this is probably my favorite song on Midnight Memories, an odd choice. I love it because I think everyone can relate to it. It's about someone who's longing for some, someone to come along and love them. Come on, jump out at me means that the person is ready to be loved. Or... The person has probably been waiting for a very long time or has either had some bad breaks with romance and is wondering why, hence the verse, is it too much to ask for something great? That sentence really broke down towards the end. (laughs) Another way that the song could be interpreted is for the fans. (gasps) I believe it sort of represents the fantasies that fans have about being with their favorite member. Quote, I want you here with me, like how I pictured it, so I don't have to keep imagining. (laughs) 
Fans keep these fantasies alive through fan fictions and dreams, and they have certain images of how it would be and how great it would be to actually be loved by a celebrity that most likely doesn't know you exist. Most likely. But maybe. But maybe. It's kind of like the fans are waiting around for their fantasies to become a reality. Bitch, it's exactly like that for you. (laughs) Seek help. I don't don't normally want to do that to a young fangirl, but I'm like, oh, honey. Uh Uh-uh. The thought that Harry sat down for a song and he was like, yeah, I'm right this perspective of a girl who was super horny for me. <laughs> I just let them know that no, I'm not I'm honest, I said that and then I was like, no, Harry, let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a light mm-hmm. Harry energy. He he would do it like he wouldn't, like he would think it was like fun. <laughs> give that a firm no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Um, so anyway, those are some interpretations of this song. Wow. I think it's about Taylor. I think it's so, too. That's all I have to say about that. Honestly, the fact that she wrote... Uh, the exact same two yeah. co-writers and um, the last time. Last time. <gasps> this is the last time I'm asking you this. Also, a high-key drama song. And yes. I would consider this a high-key drama song. Yeah. Like a subtle um, drama, you know? Yeah. So my thing about the high-key drama of the song, and using subtle drama, is that I think lyrically it is very high-key drama. Right. But and the then guitars, musically... Yeah. That weird little OOO opening with the little like tinkling piano keys sounds like a Disneyland commercial yes. and is very distracting to yeah. me. Does not suit the song. Uh huh. Uh huh. So Jackknife produced better next time. He was the producer on the song. Hey Jackknife Lee, get it together. They never used him again, probably because of that dumb yeah, piano dumb thing. Name. Oh. And also his name is Jackknife and fuck that guy. Um, it's because when they're mixing it, they had to keep calling him by his name, and they're like, "We can't." We can't <laughs> like we just literally, it's <laughs> it's too it. much. We gotta get it. We gotta get it. It was like Niall was the holdout because he's so nice, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "I I have to admit it. I really I can't say <laughs> the name anymore. <laughs> I just can't do he it. Gotta go. He's got to go." Um. So yeah, some of the lyrics are not my fave. I would say that you'll say we're better off together in our bed makes me uncomfortable. Is that what that is? What did you think they were saying? I think I thought, wait, I thought it was in my head. I think maybe when it repeats in my head, because they do that, like, better off together twice. And the first time it's we're better off together in our bed. The second, oh, no, the second one is we're better off together here tonight. Wow, I really thought it was always, that it was in our head. No, in our bed, which I just don't like. Hmm. Interesting. Um, if it was in my bed, it would be too horny. Yeah. But in our bed is weird because it's like, you're not together. Yeah, you're not together. <laughs> Whose bed is this? I mean, listen, as someone who falls in love nearly every day. Yeah, absolutely. I do very quickly. It's I'm exhausting. like, well, here's me and this person's life together, you know? Sure. You're like you in know? our bed in the yellow house. house that I've dreamed. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's always yellow for me. It is. Well, that's that's how I fall asleep at night. Is oh I yeah, my, you picture your future home, house. and it is usually yellow. Yeah, yeah. I love a yellow house. I um, well. yeah, I do. Um, I do enjoy the lyrical drama. I'm gonna mm-hmm. give them that. Mm-hmm. Um, come on, Trumpatomy is just a very strange choice. Yeah. Um, but but the rest of the chorus is cool. Yeah, I want you to hear like how oh, I picture it, so I don't have to keep imagining. Mm-hmm. And I do love that you're only want so much that's hurting, and that they just yes. end on that. And yeah. again, to think that that end is like so dramatic and emotional, and the beginning is like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh it's like wild. Like yeah. Jack, what are you doing? Ooh. It is, yeah. It's just got like a real 
<sighs> just somehow a real combination of like sad, happy, horny. You know, Ooh, my favorite combo. <laughs> Fuck Mary Jill, sad, happy, horny, shorty, shorty. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, I'm gonna find a use for that word. Um, I also wrote Niall doesn't sound like Niall, which I feel like is true of, like, everything in other, like, I don't know, I haven't listened to the next few albums yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like Niall did not develop his voice until very late. He's, he's more of, like, a he's Louis a sound a lot of the time. On, like, he's a little whiny mm-hmm. in his, in his, like, vocal stylings on these albums, which is really interesting, because then, like, you listen to Flicker and it's like, no. Yeah. Um, but also, this one in particular, I was, like, heard his part and I was like who is that that literally sounds like none of them like sometimes it's like oh I think it's Louis yeah. and or something I was like I know I have no idea this is a guest <laughs> vocalist <laughs> um anyway um I do like it I would like to say one more thing about the general drama and the instrumentation and the parts that I like very swift to you that's all I'm gonna say yeah that's my other thing that's making me feel like it's a Halo song mm-hmm. I feel like this song could have been on red I feel that too right like it has a red vibe mm-hmm. and I feel like he knew honestly that. like I feel like Taylor would say something like, come on, jump out at me. <laughs> oh, my God. You know? Is it too much to ask for something great is such a Taylor Swift lyric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. be like, oh, my God. Is it too much? <laughs> yeah. Just to ask for something just, great? Just something great. It's very love story vibes, you know? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, that's it. I think it's, like, fine. I, again, oh, I don't think we mentioned this yet. I'm new to the fandom. Guys, me, I'm Lee I'm listening to these songs one by one. So this is as far as I've gotten. So I can't say this Allegedly. for certain. Oh, I did listen to the next one, actually. Um, I don't even remember it, so <laughs> clearly I love it. Um, I think it's Little Black Dress. No. Little, Little White, White Lies. Lies. Yeah. yeah. I was getting that was it. Um, what do I think about it? Check in next week. Um, yeah, I feel like in the future this will probably be a skip song for me, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. But I can see it not being an every time skip song. I can mm-hmm. see it being like if I was in the mood, I'd be like, oh, you know what? I kind of want to scream yeah. through this chorus right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I want to listen to it in a car with like four other people, and I want us to all know the words, and I want us to all be screaming it. And yeah. then I would like this song. Come on, jump out at me. Like, yeah. Like, I bet if I was like in high school and I was like, had an unrequited crush on someone. I was like mm-hmm. in my friend's car and it was like 11 p.m. and we were like driving to Froyo. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. This would be my favorite song. Yeah, this would be it. You'd be like, it just fits us so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd be like, this is Harry Styles wrote this about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'd write about it on songmenus.com. Harry Styles wrote this about me and my just unrequited for crush. Me. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about this song? Any, no. Anything you want to want to bring up? Any strong opinions? Any. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> nope. I don't know. I mean, I feel yeah, like kind of what like you were saying. Yeah. Like, I can't, I don't know if it's, like, made it onto a 1D playlist for me. It's just, like, I I enjoy it, but it's not, like, I never, like, seek it out. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, like, put it on a playlist, probably. Yeah. And I think. Oh, maybe I'd be really good on a crush playlist. Ooh, well, maybe. I don't know. I now that I'm thinking about that, I'm like, I feel like I probably have skipped it just to be like, I want to listen to something else. Yeah, I yeah. also feel like again because I just really hate Treehouse. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Ad on my computer. Who's there? <laughs> no, it's really. I thought someone had walked into your home. <laughs> sorry, guys. Oh jeez. Again, again. professional. Yeah, if we had any more energy after our day jobs, we would edit those things out. But nope. we, don't. we don't. We're very we tired. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's like fine. Um, I was gonna say I forgot to read the um Wendy Wiki description says mm-hmm. the song is co-written by Harry Styles and like Strong and Happily is rumored to be about his relationship with Louis Tomlinson. Particularly notable on this track is the complete omission of Louis' vocals until the very last lines, where his solo verse appears to quote answer the pleas of the previous verses, which was alluded to in that oh, one that we found. But that is like what everyone was saying was they were like Louis answering the question that Harry is asking. And you're like, okay, uh, maybe. Sure. But, like, it's all the same perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, can you imagine? See, now this is where I'm like, Louise, like, Larry's, come on. And then I'm like, I'm not for Haler. But what if, like, Taylor Swift just popped up and sang those last lines? Ooh. You know? I mean, that would be proof right there. After they got married and had a baby and into, like, Nashville or something. That's how, no, that's how they're going to announce that they're back together. Harry's going to perform this song. Oh my god, don't do this to me. Harry's going to perform this song, and then who is going to walk out? (sighs) No, that honestly got me. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. It's going to make it even more dramatic. No. Okay, so Harry is performing it live. We hear an acoustic guitar, and we suddenly, we realize, so Harry's playing guitar, but we realize there are two guitars playing. Mm. At the very end, Mm. who walks out playing Mm. the guitar and singing the last line? Mm. Taylor Swift. She. I just want her to be happy. Yeah. And I just. I want her to ditch me. Um, the song. Oh. And directions. <laughs> I thought you would need you specifically, and I was like, "Are you guys no. friends?" <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, oh, I can't get into it right now. We don't have time. Uh, <laughs> um, do you have a movie pitch for this song? I do. Um. Here's where my heart went. Unrequited love, mm-hmm. clearly a rom com. Always, my mind for whatever reason was like, "What if?" So okay, it takes place at it's like SNL basically, but in like fictional thing, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, you know, what was it in the one movie? It was a Berbiglia movie where they like oh. played an improv troupe. It was called like Weekend Live or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Weekend Live. <laughs> Friday Night Live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Friday, Friday Night, night Live. Right now. FNL. <laughs> Ooh, now I'm just thinking about Friday Night Lights and getting yeah. emotional. Tammy Taylor, you have my heart forever. Forever and ever and ever. One time I stood close enough to Connie Brent to touch her hair and I didn't do it. So I biggest regret. Wow. No, that was that was the right choice. <laughs> you made I want to know what it feels like. No. You made the right choice. <laughs> what if I had asked her first? No. You made the right call. <laughs> Even with her consent. <laughs> her enthusiastic consent. Uh, please touch my hair. I would love nothing more. If she begged you to touch her hair, then yes. But also, if she's begging you, kind of weird. And then I'm like, well, Then I don't like Connie Britt anymore. <laughs> That I'm just worried about Connie Britton. Okay. So Connie Britton is on Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Live. Friday Night Live. Um, anyways, Friday Night Live, there is a writer. Um, her name is Nola. Um, oh. Fun. <laughs> I don't know. And she, this is her first re- season writing for FNL. She mm-hmm. can't even believe it. Oh my gosh. Um, and she has, well, 
TBH rom com set in this SNR writers room is like my dream, and now I'm furious <laughs> it doesn't exist, and I might go home and write it. Okay. So, um, there's this dude, that, or this like one comedian who's been on for like a couple seasons now. He's basically Pete Davidson, you mm-hmm. know, just huge big dick energy. Yep. She can't pull herself away from it. She gets drawn in. They become so. fast friends, oh. and boy does she catch feelings oh. fast. I know. Scrape my fingernails against each other, and it was. A horrible moment. I don't know why I'm sitting on the microphone. Nobody cares. Okay. So she's fast friends with Pete Davidson. She's fast friends with Pete Davidson and is catching feelings. Oh my God. But who hasn't caught feelings for Pete Davidson at this point? Right? That's she was like, it's inevitable. And she's like, but I can't. And she's like, oh, but he like gives me so much like are these like is he flirting with me? Is this just how he is? And then you hate that ladies. Ladies, am I right? (laughs) Anyways, so then she, like, or so they're, like, up late one night, like, writing jokes, and he's, like, hey, you know, like, if I, or I don't even know how he prefaces it, but basically okay. what he does is he admits that he might have a crush on another cast member, and he's, like, is there any way you can write me into more sketches with her? I oh, just want to be her around her God. as much as possible. So Ugh. it's a little bit like a Cyrano de Bergerac Ain't thing. that the way. I know. So she is, like, writing him all of this stuff, and he loves it. And he's so happy that he's getting to, like, spend all this time, but it also means that they're spending more time together. So Woo. she's helping him. This is really getting me. <laughs> she's helping him, and he, like, you know, is, like, overjoyed that he's spending time with, like, his crush, and it just, like, their relationship just keeps diving, like, deeper and deeper, and she's like well, maybe he doesn't even like her anymore. Like, maybe he just likes me. And then, the final episode, they're at the rat party. And who does she see making out in the corner the little Pete Davidson and his little crush, who's fine, but just like, you know. She's fine. It's fine. Oh my gosh, I forgot to say where the song plays. Um, oh. It plays, this song plays in the montage of, like, they're writing all of this stuff, so it's just, like, them, like, laughing together, like, um, writing, but then, like, also, like, you know, them, like, her, like, skits, like, crushing it on stage, and, like, everyone dying laughing, and, like, him, like, coming up to her after the show and just, like, giving her, like, a big old hug. Oh. Anyways, oof, oof, this song oof, plays. Oof. Um, wow. In this story, though, so he ends up with her, she is, like, so upset and she, like, walks outside, and she bumps into, hmm, this is where I should maybe just plan out even just, like, a little bit more. <laughs> but I'm, like, really hooked. <laughs> I'm dying to know. Wait, do you, do you really, you have no idea who Hold you on. have Well, I always just make it up as I go. Um, <laughs> You're doing really great. Thank you. Um, hold on. Give me a hot second. She um, bumps into Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Who um, says... I've left my wife, and I only want you. Yeah, yeah. Because I fell in love with your comedy. He does a Moby. He pulls a Moby. <laughs> pulls a classic Moby. <laughs> um, no. Here's, here's what it is. Um, I just can't decide if I want her to bump into someone who is famous, or someone who's kind of like, I don't know. Is someone going to give her advice? Is that what's happening? No, like someone like a new love interest. Oh, but okay. it could be someone. You know what? Here's what... No. You know what? It will be. It's someone who's going to give her advice. Great. And it's someone 
it's this woman, she's older, she's smoking a cigarette, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's like, honey, why are you crying? And that's how we know she knows shit, by the yeah. way. It's a cigarette, you're like, oh, this lady's right? seen yeah. some stuff. She's seen some stuff. And she's like, oh, it's just, it's stupid. And she was like, look at me. Look into my eyes. I'm the captain now. <laughs> But she, in all seriousness, she's like, look at me, look into my eyes, mm-hmm. whoever you're crying over, whatever you're crying over, are you crying over, who are you crying over? She's like, it's this boy. And she's like, they're not worth it. They're never worth it. She's right. She looks into her eyes and she's like, you are in the prime of your life. The prime. Do not let it go to Do waste. Do not. <laughs> Do not. You are going to go out there, mm. you're going to get yourself a mm-hmm. pizza slice, Ooh. You're gonna let this all yeah you are fall behind you. Yep. And she's oh, like, I love you this. Know, you're right. You're right. This is so stupid. And she's just standing there like nodding. Yeah. She's like, you're gonna. She's like, this is only the beginning for you. Do good for yourself, baby. And then like oh, walks away. Oh my god. And so then she grabs her purse, puts in her headphones, turns on Lizzo's soulmate. Walks and grabs herself a slice. Yeah, she does. Getting back onto the street, Mm. bopping, bopping. Who can't bop? Biting into her slice, biting in. Throws the crumb. Throws it to New York City rat. That rat. Saw you. Now the mayor of New York City. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually all a prologue (laughs) to the sequel. Set it up to rat mayor. New York City to Mayor of Rat. <laughs> I just stole the name of another rom-com. Mayor of Rat. That's it. <sighs> rat Mayor. It would just be called Friday Night Live. It would just be needed after the sketch show. We had such an easy potential title. Nah. Listen, man. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> and I just stole the title of an already successful movie. Oh, no. Movie. New York City wasn't the name of the movie. It's just the sequel is called New York City 2. <laughs> Everyone was very upset by it. <laughs> My agent would not let me hear the end of it. And I, mean, I said, listen, guys! And I said, listen, Rita. <laughs> listen. You respect my art, you get out of my yeah. face. And then she yeah. fired me. She did. She spit on, on the my spot. Face. <laughs> and now, and now that rat mayor. Yeah. I live in his basement. And he's now my agent, but I'm also his agent. Relationships a, are about it's a two-way reciprocal <laughs> reciprocality. Is that a word? Reciprocation. <laughs> that, I know that is what Mayor Rat always says. Yeah. And he's right. Yeah. When he gazes into my eyes. <laughs> oh no, this is getting sexual. shared bed. Oh my god. But he's human-sized! Oh my god, that's worse! I don't know. But he's hot. <laughs> no, I'm cutting you off again. You took it too far. Get out of there. Do you remember? <laughs> I remember when I was younger. We had this Those rats are hot, but that's different. Thank you. Why can't Mayor Rat be hot? 
Okay, you know what? Now that I have the context, I dig it back. He can be. Thank you. He can be the Rat King from The Nutcracker. Yes. And that's you can get it. Anyways, do you have a movie pitch? You know what I do? Yes. Um, Take movie pitch, take out movie, and replace it with doogie. I got a doogie pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if you're trying it for the first time, I'm sorry. I have created a television program that should exist, and every time that I pitch it on the show, I think more and more about how it should be real, and it's not, and someone hasn't paid me money for it, and then I'm sad. Guys, it's a gritty, sexy reboot of Doogie Howser, M.D. Doogie Howser, M.D. was a show starring a very young Neil Patrick Harris. It's like a 13-year-old who was a straight-up genius who, like, graduated med school at, like, 13 or 14 and went straight to being a doctor. It was, like, cute. It was family-friendly. It was wholesome. This is not. This Doogie This fucks. is, like, what if, yeah, what if young Sheldon fucked? <laughs> I really hate that you always think of young Sheldon. Doogie was not, like, a, ge- a Sheldon genius. <laughs> he was, like, a normal kid who was also a genius. <laughs> Okay, I, just, I never believe that. I hate in movies when they're like, this kid's smart. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> what are you talking about? I hate, like, in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, where they're like, oh, here's this brilliant 12-year-old. Ooh. And the one that dies. Oh, how dare you? She doesn't seem brilliant. She's just, like, wise beyond her years. But she that gets, annoys me. But she's not a doctor. No, but I still, I hate it when they're like, here's this, like, kid that's five, and they're so smart and wise. I'm like, okay. don't insist. That girl's, like, 14. <laughs> and is not that smart. I think you should reread this sort of the travel like this. I was mainly just thinking of the movie. Anyways. Anyway. Okay. Well, guys, this Doogie fucks, etc. Okay. Season one of Doogie. Doogie fell in love with a patient. She had cancer. It was very sad. She went into remission. It was very happy. She came back to the hospital. Thought she was going to die. It was very scary. Doogie, in the heat of the moment, told her he loved her. Then found out that she only had appendicitis. Everything's going to be fine. It was not fine. She had to go in for an appendectomy. And Doogie's mentor doctor, Dr. K, I think is what I went with. I don't know what the case stands for. (laughs) That's what the horny girls call him. Do you think he inherited the special K fortune? Oh, my God. (laughs) It would really track. He has has that, like, old money vibe. Yeah. So Dr. K is high. My father, he's a special K. I'm really, like, echoey today. Um, Dr. K is high on painkillers because he's been stealing them from the med supply closet. He does a terrible appendectomy. The girl dies at the table. Season two begins. She's dead. Doogie's so sad. He was in love. Dr. K is, like, going on trial. Doogie's like, yeah, good, probably. And then um, the family of the girl that died is suing the hospital. I had a doctor that I called Dr. K growing up. Anyways... And you know what I realized? God, I'm just a <laughs> fucking disaster. I said Dr. K because that's the doctor in This Is Us. Oh. Who's like in the pilot makes everybody cry. Yeah. Anyway, it's a different Dr. K. Or maybe it's the same one. No, that guy would never. Okay, would take never. it back. I take it back. How okay, I'm just recapping. You. If you have a doll, you're like, shut up, we know. Okay, so anyway, so <sighs> the girl who died, her name is Heather. Her best friend is like, uh, or, no, her family is suing the hospital. Right. Which they should. Mm-hmm. But also it, like, means that, like, all of the jobs of these, like, young teen... Oh, yeah, because Doogie's a part of a pilot program of a bunch of hot teen doctors. <laughs> that part I don't really know about anymore. Doogie's career is a risk. Yeah. Because they're like, you can't have teen doctors. That's how these things happen. And Doogie's like, no, I'm responsible. It was Dr. K that wasn't. Yeah. Okay, so, like, his career is on the It's very stressful. But then he falls in love with Heather's best friend... Oh, problematic AS! Scarlett, who is, like... Yeah, because so she's handsome. She's a little edgy. Ooh. 
Um, she's not like other girls, if you catch my drift. So, he's, like, falling in love with her, and I think the last I said that they made out, but forget that. They didn't make out, okay? Okay. But he did, like, join her protest, and he was like, you're right, we should Whoa. sue the hospital where I work, and it's okay if it was my job, because of Heather, because of justice. where they're, like, cheering, but also, like... Oh. Yeah, no. Like, the entire second season is just a horny protest scene. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Scarlett and Doogie have become fast friends and maybe something more. But there's nothing between them because they both know it would disrespect Heather's memory. Okay, good. But then one night, they have a post-protest party <laughs> where all the hot, horny protesting teens mm-hmm. get together to talk about justice. And <laughs> really that you're just gonna be like, and they play a beer pong. No, they like are no, 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 they are playing beer pong, but like uh, talking about justice. Oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then he makes out with Scarlett. He's like, oh my god, what have I done? Okay, Is I it, recognize like, at the party. Like, do all their friends see? I think they're like in a bedroom. Whoa. Yeah, it's like really horny. Also steamy. Yeah, steamy AF. Okay, so then. I know that Doogie is canonically 16, but let's say he was 70 versus another 18, okay? okay. <laughs> Did I have to make them legal? Just you wait. Oh, no. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. So Scarlet is like, okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Got it. Okay. There is a scene when they're doing the horny eyes at the protest. Uh-huh. This song is playing. Okay. okay. And this song becomes, like, a motif where, like, in the season, like, he's, like, making eyes at Scarlett. He's, like, thinking about it and this song is playing, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're, like, this is what he wants. Mm-hmm. something great with Scarlett, but he can't because of the memory of Heather, okay? Mm-hmm. And they make out in the in the penultimate episode of the season, okay? Penultimate. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Not the ultimate. Penultimate. So, it's... That's like the final scene. You're like, oh my god. Okay, so that it's it, now it's the ultimate <laughs> episode season, the final ep in season two. And you're like, what's gonna happen with Doogie and Scarlet? Okay, I know we're all overwhelmed. So, 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 so. Doogie is like, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm just vexed, you know. And he goes to the hospital and his, <laughs> and his new. That was said in tribute to Cheedy from The Good Place. Ah, uh, never mind. I dare you? Him. I love him. Thank you. Um. He's vexed. He goes to the hospital. He has a new mentor doctor. She's a lady because men have never eaten with us anything. Mm-hmm. And Dr. K really fucked up. Wow. And his new mentor lady doctor is like, Doogie, what's got your soda? Lady Bird. <laughs> lady Bird. It lady is, bird it is Dr. <gasps> as Lady Bird. Oh, I love that. Yeah. She's wow. a doctor now. Which really, no one would have guessed from that yeah, movie. No one would have guessed. Um, and she's like, what's got you down, old Dukes? And he's like, I'll tell you, Lady Bird. <laughs> Dr. Ladybird. And he's like, I can't be with Scarlet because um I is my hot dead girlfriend. (laughs) And then the doctor is like, you know what I think? I think that Heather would have wanted you to be happy. And then Doogie I think basically saying, I think that Heather would have wanted you to fuck. Yeah. I would have wanted you to fuck her best friend specifically. Uh-huh. And then Doogie leaves, and then he, like, goes home. He's, like, tossing and turning. He's stressed out for the second time this season, because in the season one premiere, if you recall, he saw the ghost of Heather, and oh, she yeah. was, like, stop being drunk and go by your doctor. And the ghost of Heather comes to him in a dream again. And she's, like, I want you to fuck. <laughs> wow. But not so like, many words. says it. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, wow. she doesn't. But she has, like, a beautiful speech, but the epitome <laughs> of the speech is I want you to fuck Scarlet. <laughs> what you can't see is that Emily's doing the the finger and the hand hole move. Hand hole. Oh a circle! I know, but you make, make it with your hand. A circle. I think like now that they're both made out of fingers. <laughs> Doogie wakes up. <laughs> He's been transformed. Mm. So this actually Into changed. Into a hot rat key. This actually changed halfway through. They don't have to be 18 anymore. I was going to make Scarlet get married, but it feels like too much. Oh, okay. Yeah, that seems like a lot. Um, No, you know what? Scarlet's still going to get married. Okay, okay so we're back Scarlet went the season is like, I don't know what to do. My best friend is going to have to be deported, but not in, like, a scary way. He's, like, Ukrainian. Okay. No, it's bad in Ukraine right now. I was going to say, that doesn't sound good. He's, like, um, he's Swedish. Okay. Um, but he doesn't want to go back to Sweden. He doesn't go back to Sweden. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, everything's good in Sweden. Like, you'll yeah. have better health care. Yeah. But he's, like, I want to be here or something. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if Scarlett wants to get married. Okay. Why? You've already given the bitch that has the song in it. No, but not the right version of it. She's walking down the aisle at okay. her wedding. Oh. Doogie has decided to show up and stop it. Oh, my gosh. But she's all in season two? <laughs> yeah. She's you move faster than Riverdale. She's walking down the aisle. And you know, in The Sound of Music, mm-hmm. when she walks down the aisle and they sing... How do you solve a problem like Maria? But like a high church version. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And first of all, that's really fucking mean. Because that song is just a roast. Okay, but it is this acapella version. Thank you so much for reminding this version. Well, I didn't find it on purpose. It came to me. It found me. Heather's ghost sent it to me. Okay, and it is like CPH spooky. That is spooky. Okay. Whew. She's walking down the aisle. Got a shiver. And Doogie Rose is too late. Fade to black. Ah. Guys, that was so much better in my head. I'm really disappointed in myself. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, man. I just like, think about if I hadn't fucked up so much in telling it, if you were just watching an episode of television, you'd be like, what? <laughs> So imagine what? that's what happened. Does she actually get married to him? Yep. Oh. Well, all right. Sorry, Doogie. Better luck next time, Doogie. season three. In season three, he just hooks up a bunch with <gasps> Dr. Ladybird. What? Oh, no. I don't know, but I thought that's coming for him, right? Oh, but no, the age difference. I, I don't like it. I'm just saying it's going to happen. Oh, but I want better for Ladybird. That's true. She knows better than that. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think Lady Bird does. I she love Lady young. Bird. She was young. Anyways. We've all been young. Anyways, let's move on. What lore do you got for us this week? What do we have for lore? I'll tell ya. I'll tell you what we got. Also, go listen to that acapella version. It is spooky. It's truly some spooky shit. Um, well, this week is pretty short. Um, short and sweet and devastating. Guys, um, Liam gave an interview in May of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, in which he was asked if he's heard his uh, One Direction bandmates' solo music, which, first of all, yeah, 
<laughs> it's on the radio. It's so easy. He spent every waking hour with them for five years. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a question. Anyway, this was his answer. I heard the, the, the rest of the boys' debut songs. I heard, um, obviously, Noah had Slow Hands Out and he had This Town. I'd like to point out that he's just listing. Just naming them. He's just... <laughs> Like, he says it, like, he, like, just woke up from a coma, and he's, like, just been retaught. And, and like, obviously, Niall, hands. my good friend Niall. <laughs> this town. Um, uh, which is great, and, and Niall's gone down the singer-songwriter route, which is really cool. He's mumbling to so the so high heavens. He's really saying cool. that Niall has really gone down the singer-songwriter route, which is really cool. 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 Harry, Harry's song, Here we go. Uh, I heard, um, and... He's discussing silence chimes. I'll be honest with you. It, well, it's not. It's not my sort of music, so oh it's not God. something I'd, I'd I'd listen to. But I think he did a great job of doing what he wanted to oh, do. Thank you. That's the way I put it best, I think. <laughs> and I think he's. But I, th I think the funny thing is he said the same thing about me because he doesn't really listen to hip hop music. Whereas Ooh. it's like <gasps> my song's more Braxy. You know. His song's more of a different era to something I listen to. I guess. Oh my God! I hate it so much. So anyway, um, where, uh, with Liam's publicist, <laughs> like, just be like, I liked it. Yeah. It's cool. Like, it's super hairy. Oh like, as someone who was really, like, guys, I was raised in the South. I know how to give a backhanded compliment with the best of them. If he wanted to bless her heart it up, he could have been like, you know what? Like, it's just so hairy. Like, it's yeah. just, like, distinctly, like, hairy sound. And yeah, I'm just, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just, like, so, like, inspired that he's just, like, really going his own way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, But it's just be like, oh, it's not something I would ever listen to. And and I then he, he... then tries to backtrack a little yes. bit and be like, well, he wouldn't really like my He tries anyway. to say that and be like, well, he wouldn't like shut that up. No, because it's a bad I, song. Cause, cause he's like, because I'm into R&B. He's like, Do you guys even R&B listen to hip hop. And you're like, it's like, feels like he's trying to be like, Harry's not cool. And you're like, that's not. No, that's not what it is. That's not what you're doing, my oh, friend. Liam. Liam, Liam, Liam. Um, speaking of Liam... What's he been up to? Yeah. Something. The the reason Laura was short is because I really wanted to, to dive into a lot of what Liam has said. Oh, my God. In the last week. So that was the time that Liam put his foot in his mouth two years ago. Mm. Then And he hasn't done it since. No, not once. It's incredible how mature he is. So mature. <laughs> um, I don't... None of this is, like, inherently awful. Mm -hmm. It was just a lot of, like, what? <laughs> From okay. him this week. Exciting. Liam's been on, like, a low-key press tour... I think my guess is that he asked to be in a lot of, like, British and American magazines, and they all said no. Mm. So he was on the cover of Men's Health Australia <laughs> and GQ Middle East. <laughs> so, um... Men's Health Australia. Men's Health Australia. I mean, to be fair, in my mind, all Australians are very healthy. So, yeah. you know, maybe they have a lot of subscribers. Yeah, maybe. The Hemsworth Brothers, at minimum. Oh, gosh, you're right. All right. You know, I'll give him sure. that. Do you think Liam Payne has ever met Chris Hemsworth? And what are the words you think they said to each other? Oof. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm sure Liam's just, like, super nerdy about, like, superheroes. So I'm sure he was like, oh, loved you in the Avengers, mate. And then he was like, you and Thor, when Thor was really fat in the Avengers movie. Oh. That was Liam's favorite part. I was well chuffed with that. Oh my god, that was really good. I did not know that you had had Liam call into this episode. <laughs> but here he is. Thanks, Liam. Yeah. Sorry for all the shit we've been saying about you. 
Um, so I'm just going to read like a series of quotes. Great. We're going to start with this. When you're doing hundreds and hundreds of concerts and it's the same 22 songs at the same time every single day, even if you're not happy, you've got to go out there, he says. It's almost like putting the Disney costume on <laughs> before you step up on stage and underneath the Disney costume. <laughs> I was pissed quite a lot of the time because there was no other way to get your head around what was going on. I think he means pissed in the British way as in drunk. Wait, are you sure? Yeah, because later on, people, like, were, like, using this quote in articles that were, like, Liam was drunk. Oh. <laughs> I don't think, like, in a way that's, like... Yeah. I think it's kind of like when Daniel... Well, okay, Daniel Rockwell apparently is, like, an addict in recovery, so God bless him. But, oh, like, really? Yeah, he, like, came out after Harry Potter, like, finished and was, like... Guys, I know you've all been talking about it. I'm an alcoholic. And I was like, no one was talking about it. And I feel like you went on street cred. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm not saying, I'm I'm so happy that he yeah. is in recovery. I just don't think he ever had to talk about it. Yeah, but he yeah. was like, I know everyone's clamoring. And I was like, literally there were no, no rumors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he says, I mean, it was fun. We had an absolute blast. But there were certain parts of it where it just got a little bit toxic. I would like to say the Disney costume. <laughs> I love that's his frame of reference. Do you think he means, like, oh, it's like when you're, like, a Disney Channel star and you have to, like, put on a mask to society? I think he means the people at Disneyland. <laughs> that's really what it sounds like. I wonder if those people are drunk. Maybe. Probably not. They're very strict. I know yeah. somebody who was in the Disney College program, and she has to be Pluto, mm-hmm. and um, they, like, invited her to, like, stay on after, and she couldn't do it because she got such bad back problems from wearing the Pluto head. Damn. Yeah. This is intense out there. Wow. Um, okay, so that's something. The Disney wow, costume. Just like what a bewildering. Like that's the metaphor he chose. To so and just you wait till it gets worse. Right. Um when we did the band stuff, it was very not exactly scripted, but let's just say you kind of knew your audience very well. We'd usually sell a tour out before we'd even done an album, and then they parentheses the record producers would go right you're doing stadiums and then you go okay so we need longer choruses the kind of songs that people can chant in a stadium you had to kind of write around the tour like maybe okay kind of interesting right if that process sounds a bit paint by numbers that's because by Payne's own admission it was it's a very backwards way to do it he admits obviously people don't really tend to write like that but we just had no time so it was like quickly another hit and another and another which is like very ballsy of him to say when they had like four radio singles that ever succeeded. It was actually easier to write in that scenario because there were so many hoops you had to jump through. It wouldn't necessarily be my choice of music now. It wasn't something that I would listen to. I just knew how to make it, if that makes sense. Anyway, the arrogance. And also, I'm like, you know what's so interesting, BB Boy Liam, is that, like, all of your friends in that band managed to write songs that were, like, really, like, in their vein as artists and get them onto albums. And you didn't probably because you weren't good at writing. Yeah. That is yeah. probably more what's happening I think here. he was just always there, you know. He's like, what What if we talk about his stomach? <laughs> How we... What about what about that? <laughs> we like it. She doesn't. Because it's like, that. Also bewildering then that he's like, it's not really the music that I'm in and into anymore. And then he's like still singing little things. Yeah, literally, if you're if you're Mr. R&B, you can find something slightly closer than little things. Yeah. Make up your goddamn mind. Okay, um, now we have when he continues this uh, streak of just talking about fashion all the time as if oh, literally God. anyone cares. No. 
Strip That Down was amazing and I was really happy with the success of it, but it didn't necessarily paint the right picture of me and who I actually am. Who are you? This isn't, both of these interviews are him being like, no one's really seen the real me. And I'm like, bro, like, I, you've had a lot of chances. Yes. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. We have a pretty good handle on every member of this band to butt you, mm-hmm. and it's your fault, mm-hmm. I think. At this point, it feels like, it feels like, you know how in breakdancing, they have that little thing where they're just, like, kind of, like, Getting started. ready. I feel like he's just been doing that Are you for, also like, thinking of in New Girl when Taryn Killam um, gets pulled over by the scene Padrat and then <laughs> yeah. she's making sure he's drunk and she makes him, she's like, okay, I was like, you're about to break dance, but you yes. don't actually break dance. And it's, like, one of my favorite things I've ever seen with my eyeballs. Yes. Okay, Liam continues, I always found to start off with that with a lot of the chains and the clothes and the fashion, apparently Liam wore a lot of chains for like one year and according to him there was a lot of blowback. Well, yeah. There is one picture of him, like an absurdly large one. It's embarrassing. It's like weighing his neck down. And he's a beefy neck. Um, I was kind of hiding behind something. We did a billion streams for Strip That Down. But it still gets a bit heady. And at a certain point, you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? I love that he's like, I got a billion streams. Did you hear? But I was sad. (laughs) Over yourself. It's a bit like being stuck out in deep water. And you're just going, well, it'd be really nice to get back now. My style and my fashion sense are all quite laid back now, because that's kind of the way I am as well. I don't feel the need to hide behind the clothes anymore. I feel I can finally be who I am and enjoy myself. What? Liam, no one ever has thought for more than four seconds at a time about anything you have ever worn. No. Yeah. If you were to be like, what was Liam's style in I any era of the band or after? Yeah. I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. close. I literally <laughs> cannot name like a single no. like iconic Liam look. No. Like maybe the, maybe in a bad way, the denim vest over the red t-shirt. Yeah. And I only know that so inherently because we watch yeah. a live video every week and he's wearing that a lot of them. I think every other boy, I have like one red carpet look that I can like sure. name and cite sure. for them. Obviously, Harry, it's like a, a long, long there, list. It, well, there's a lot. Yeah. But even Niall, it's like, those glasses premiered. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Liam, like literally no one has ever talked about your clothes. No one ever will. <laughs> no Ooh. one's interested. Um, Here's what I think that just does give me, like, a lot of secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. I feel like Liam is just kind of, like, a satellite kid for, like, the cool kids. Mm. Where now, like, the cool kids, like, in high school, he's, like, you know, all the cool ones, like, they've all gone to college and, like, doing their own thing. And he's like, oh, remember how we were all the popular crew? And he's like, that's so oh, me, still no. killing it. And he's, like, still in his That, like, hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that got too real too quick. <laughs> but I just feel like that's Liam. That, no, like, you're, like, that's, it It hurts how true it is <laughs> for Liam. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me, to be clear. Oh my god. 
one sip of water in my entire life. First of all, because the sip made it look like I was curbing the frogs of his tea talking about high school. That's true. That's not true of me, guys. I went to college, and also I was never popular. I only had <laughs> one friend in high school to say that to. And we both went to college. Exactly. Shouts out, Mary. <laughs> um, so I'm not ordering up my nose. So... <laughs> I'll soldier on. There you go. There you go. Okay, guys. This is... Oh, it's getting bad. All right, here we go. Are you ready? I'm not. Also, would like to say, these quotes are all now from uh, the GQ Middle East one, or Esquire Middle East, mm-hmm. and the amount that this interviewer was like, as we all know, Liam Payne is the most famous person. <laughs> Liam Payne's life is insane because of the fame and the fans. And you're like, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, like, if I were to talk to anyone who was not a One Direction fan, mm-hmm. and I were to say the name Liam Mayne, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. I showed them a photo, nothing. nothing. Place up that down, nothing. Yeah, 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 I am sure it is hard to be a former boy bander. You have intense hands. I am not denying that. Mm-hmm. The amount that Liam talks about his life in this interview, as though it is like he is Elvis Presley oh in 1956, is like <laughs> insane stuff. He was around by then, right? Anyway, you yeah. get it. Yeah. Okay. Um, now let's get into how Liam's really bad dad. The den of noise that Payne has to compete with has increased somewhat substantially over the last two years, thanks to the addition of his son, Bear. Although Payne attests that Bear is, quote, as good as Goldilocks, quote. (laughs) (laughs) He's aware that being a dad and a pop star aren't easy responsibilities to balance. Okay, first of all, no one's ever said good as Goldilocks. As good as gold. And then went for Goldilocks? I don't know if he meant, like, easy to please, but she's hard to please. Yeah, no. It makes zero sense. Although, again, mm-hmm. Liam Payne has never read a book in his entire Including life. Including Goldilocks and the Three Bears in any yeah, form. In any form. Wow. Um. Also, he's aware that being a dad and a pop star aren't easy responsibilities to balance. I don't actually feel like it's very hard. Mm-hmm. He, he's not he's under not any pressure. He just has chosen not yeah, to be a he, father. I would say being a pop star in the way that Liam is right now gives you a lot of free time a to parent. A lot of free time, yeah. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Quote, people make it out like a light bulb comes on and suddenly you're a dad. And it's like, no. <laughs> being a father is something you have to learn. And I'm not afraid to say say it takes more than a fucking minute to get your head around the idea of what it is oh god like liam that you pass the point of just like getting his head around yeah also that is like biology (laughs) that you like hold your child and you're like i'm a parent now and then you like turn your shit around Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but cool Payne might not have his head fully around the concept quite yet, but as we talk about his relationship with Bear, it becomes evident that Payne's already nailed one of the most important aspects of being a dad. Caring. <laughs> the bar is so low. Has he? First of all, he has it. Second of all, caring? Like, caring about your child? Yeah. I hope. Oh, I hope we all clear that bar instantly. I don't even feel like he's cleared that bar because he's like, well, I don't know. I still would wrap my head around being a dad. Well, here we go. The not understanding is the most difficult bit, he says with the weariness of a father well above his years. No. Especially when you have a toddler who doesn't understand how to communicate and you can't understand what they want. 
I've worked as a nanny for a lot of years. I think Liam has maybe spent, like, one night with his child. Like, just like, what do you want? That is a hard thing. That is a hard thing yeah. to tell I will grant him that. Mm-hmm. Once I'm with a kid for more than a month, yeah. like, you develop a shorthand. Yeah, you figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I don't think he's been around his kid. No. I really don't. I feel like it's, like, maybe, like, once every, like, couple of months, and he just, like, has no idea what to do. Ooh. He, like, holds his kid for, like two minutes, and then it's like, I'm gonna call the nanny. Do you think I could be Liam Payne's nanny? Don't, don't do it. I wanna be Bear's nanny. Mm-mm. With a nanny bear. <gasps> that maybe could get us close to Harry, though. It's worth it. Bear's probably cute. Babies are cute. Oh, I also found out today that they named him Bear because of the growling noises he made when he slept. <laughs> Which is a good way to name a dog. I almost made that more. of them should have been parents. The whole thing is bad. Um, Ooh, okay, okay, now for the most important part. While Payne is quick to assure me that most of what you'll read online is straight BS, one fact did keep cropping up again and again. And I mean, come on. I could not ask him about the spoons. <laughs> could I? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I did have a fear of spoons. He groans with the weariness of a man who's been pelted with countless pieces of cutlery. <laughs> Everyone calm down. But it wasn't so much a fear as something that's not turned into a thing because of the internet. I was forced into detention once to wash up dirty plates and spoons. I think it just put me off looking at how dirty some of these spoons came back. Oh, gosh. But people used to throw spoons at me in concerts. I should have said I had a fear of pillows. That would have been comfier. Oh, my God. I would like to point out is a bit that Louis did in one of the interviews that we've already read where he's always throwing cell phones at us. Oh, you're right. And Chris makes us throw pillows. And Liam just straight up stole Louis' cute little bit. Oh, my gosh. Um, anyway, so apparently that's where the fear of spoons comes from. Wow. Now we know. Okay. He had to wash... (laughs) Some dirty dishes once. <laughs> I know. He's like, one time I had to watch a dirty spoon. And it's haunted me ever since. Oh, my God. Um, so, this is just my favorite writing of this entire article. So, what does a man who's sort of afraid of spoons actually believe in? Moreover, what does a man who eats ice cream with a fork want to be remembered as having believed in? What? what? Anyway, this one has to be remembered for. I'm obviously really happy with some of the stuff I've done, like breaking world records with the band and all sorts of amazing stuff. Well, that wasn't you. But in the recent years, it's been a bit topsy-turvy with me kind of finding my way, and I'd rather not be remembered for a lot of those things, which, fair. <laughs> Change our minds, Liam. Sure. I want to make a really amazing album that's not like, and he air quotes here, important, <laughs> but something that people really get into. Something that makes certain people feel a couple things. I think that would be the best thing for me. It is such a I just want to make people move, if that makes sense. <laughs> Literally. I hope, buddy, because you're not asking much. No. Um, and finally, I would like to read this. I love it. I get myself outside and into the day and get past that fear of what if this happens or what if that happens. Because for a long time, I became... What's the word? Says Payne, gesticulating wildly as if he'll catch the phrase careening around his head like a runaway wasp. Okay, David Foster Wallace. Please calm down. 
<laughs> there's a word for this condition where you stay inside and never leave. It's an Ocean's 12. <laughs> Followed by the interviewer. I saw Ocean's 12 last week. The word he's looking for is agoraphobia. Yeah, that's it. I developed a bit of what? agoraphobia. Why did the interviewer Why? see Ocean's 12 last week? The ultimate question. Who? Why? He's the only man, woman, or person on the planet who recently watched Ocean's 12. And Liam also only knows the term agoraphobia from Ocean's, once again, 12. 12. Not 11, not 8, 12. Interesting. Guys, it is wild out here. Um, and finally, two very short updates on our other boys. Louis went on vacation with Eleanor. Good for him. We're so happy. Love it. Very cute. Everyone said it was cute. They went to Italy together. They went to Ibiza. You think they took a pill? (laughs) Yeah. LOL. Um, he looks happy. Also, like, that's very cute. And I thought that was, like, Eleanor being, like, you need to take care of yourself, baby boy. It's been a hard year. I love that. Finally, last but never least. Oh, my gosh. Do you, want, do you want to take it away on this one? Ugh. It means a lot to you. It means so much. We knew. We had, we were like, hey, Harry's going to be doing some stuff in Italy. He's, you know, the face of Gucci, all of this stuff. And boy, did he do some stuff. Did he ever. There, the main thing, was it an after party or was it like the full party? It was a cruise, apparently. Oh. It was a Gucci cruise. Oh my gosh, which just affirms everything that we've already said about Harry. We and always that we, knew. And that we had karaoke if we went back with him. Oh. I, that didn't even hit me yet. Oh, oh anyways, my God. Harry. Guys, oh my Harry God. Styles, picture this. White oh, suit. Oh, I'm picturing it. Pink glasses. Yeah. On big a ones. cruise with Stevie fucking Nicks. His best friend and lover. Oh my gosh. As if that, like, image weren't enough. Yeah. They performed mm. multiple songs, mm. including Landslide. Landslide. Oh. The only, the only issue I have yeah. right now okay. is the following. Okay. Where the fuck is the full video of the Landslide performance? I know. I'm supposed to make do with a little clip Mm-mm. Mm-mm. on, on billboard.com? my friends rich gucci bitches keeping it to yourself honestly how dare you that is not very gucci listen when we rise up and overtake the one percent yep you're all going down that's like like honestly i enter the pearly gates of heaven the first thing i ask jesus is for the full landslide video the first thing yeah no no no. we'll get to like where's my grandpa later you know i'm gonna see him eventually yeah yeah yeah. this is where we need to start Mm mm-hmm Oh, God. Should we just end on a high note? I mean, oh, we have to rate the song. How would you rate the song? I'm going to say two and a half. Two and three quarters? Two and three quarters. I'm going to up it. Okay. It deserves higher than that. Uh, Like, it's a full Harry Obbs. It's like a Harry song. He wrote it. He sings a lot of it. He sounds lovely on it. We should acknowledge that. Uh, It gets a Louis because, you know, Larry forever our hearts. Just kidding. It gets a Louis because I really do love that little closing part that he sings plaintively. Um, Shouts out to... Has them with two, three, four, five, or whatever her name was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it gets three quarter. It gets a quarter each of the rest of the boys. So it gets uh, Niles, calves, and feet because okay. it's soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it cut off at the knees so that he doesn't have to deal with his sickly knees anymore. Oh, it's okay. all. I'm just looking out for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. It gets 
Liam's torso um, and thighs, and it gets Zane's head and arms. Okay. I like it. Yeah, thanks. I am going to go with two and a half. Um, I'm going to go with a Harry, because he wrote it. Yep. I'm going to go with a he Louis. He wrote it. He wrote it. I'm going to go with a Louis, because he sang that last line, um, with just delivering the drama. Oh, yeah, he um, really did. And I'm going to give it half of a Nile, because as I was listening, I couldn't remember if Harry or Nile wrote this song. Um, yeah, it just have some Nile energy it to it. It Nile energy. So, um, anyways... Uh, yeah, half of a Nile, it's going to be, um, I feel like I do this a lot, mm-hmm. but, like, just his arms and legs. Mm-hmm. I like that we've reached a point where, <laughs> where <laughs> Frankensteining Nile's arms and legs together without the rest of his body is something that we do a lot. <laughs> I've walked out this road. <laughs> I've been here before. Woo! Two and a half, two and three quarters. Listen, um, boys, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We'll be back next week and um, might like it less or more. Oh my god, who can say? Tune in, who knows? bitches. Bye! Bye!